Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Well, hello everyone. This is Carol Topp, the host of the Homeschool CPA podcast here at the Dollars and Cents show. We're part of the Ultimate Podcast Homeschool Podcast Network, uh, where there are lots of podcasts by homeschoolers for homeschoolers. And I hope you'll check out the other episodes of this podcast, specifically designed for homeschool leaders, over at homeschoolcpa.com slash podcast. So, well, today I have another uh, question and answer episode, Q&A with Homeschool CPA is what I'm calling it, and it's a great question asked by a woman named Jessica, and it has to do about conflicts of interest and forming uh, a homeschool organization. So she writes, I have a question about the conflict of interest issue. Three ladies and I would like to incorporate to teach classes together and form a co-op. If we are the three board members, then does that mean we cannot profit by also teaching? And her name is uh, Jessica. Um, that's an excellent question, isn't it? She wants to know if the three people, at one point she says three, three ladies and I, so I'm not sure if it's three or four. Let's just assume it's three because she says if we're the three board members. It sounds like she wants to uh, put together a homeschool organization, three board members leading it, but each of those three board members also want to teach and want to be paid for their teaching. She writes it as a uh, profit by also teaching, meaning getting paid. All right, so here's my reply and then I'm, I I'm going to give Jessica three options how she could do this legally, properly, correctly, and avoid what are called conflicts of interests. So board members have a duty of loyalty to the nonprofit and a duty of care to the nonprofit. Now, I am presuming that because she calls it a co-op, that she means it's it's a nonprofit, meaning parents cooperating together uh, you know, parents volunteering and some of the teachers are paid or something. But it sounded to me like she's wanting to form a nonprofit organization. And nonprofit board members need to have this duty of loyalty to the organization, not themselves. That's why she's asking about, is this a conflict of interest when a board member is also paid by the organization as a teacher? And yes, there's a conflict of interest. This individual has... Uh, a divided interest. She has an interest as a board member in serving the nonprofit organization, but she also has a personal interest because she is also paid by the organization as a teacher. So yes, that individual has a conflict of interest. Board members are not supposed to benefit personally from the nonprofit, and there's where this conflict of interest comes in. If they do benefit personally from the organization, it's called self-dealing. It might even rise to the level of what's called inurement by the IRS, which is where uh, inurement is a word that means uh, benefits or to flow down to. And so it means benefits flow down to individuals who are in a position of decision-making like board members. Inurement 
is prohibited by the IRS for 501c3 tax-exempt organizations. In other words, you're not supposed to be in it to benefit yourself, dear board member. You're, you're serving on this board and you're forming this nonprofit to accomplish a goal and a mission, something outside of yourself. And here's the problem. Her board is proposing to be the three people and all three people are paid so they are not independent. They can't vote themselves to be paid because everyone, there was no one independent on the board to make that vote. In other words, <laughs> if you're sitting in a board meeting and you say, let's all pay ourselves. Now, maybe Congress can do that and a for-profit business can do that, but a not-for-profit cannot do that. You can lose your tax-exempt status with the IRS. It is prohibited by every state in the union and prohibited by the IRS for a nonprofit board to benefit themselves. Okay. So she's got a problem, doesn't she? Because her board is only these three people and they all want to get paid. Even though she's saying they're not getting paid for their board service, they are getting paid by the organization. Matter of fact, she doesn't say what state she's in, but if she's in California, they have a rule that no more than 50%, uh, I think it's actually 50% or 51%, but no more than 50% of the board can be paid in any capacity by the nonprofit. And I and I worked with a with an organization once. I think they had seven board members, and uh, four of them were paid in different capacities, like they were teachers or they were uh, doing something for the homeschool group and getting paid for it, even though it was just a small amount of pay. And I pointed out, you know, you, you have to you have to fix that because you're in violation of the California law that says. 51% or more of your board must not be paid and they weren't fitting that criteria. You know, in general, I kind of like that law because I don't think board members of nonprofit organizations should be paid in any capacity. They should be serving because of their love and their passion for the mission of the nonprofit. All right, enough preaching. <laughs> so Jessica's in quite a dilemma, isn't she? So I'm giving her three options. One would be not to be a nonprofit at all, but instead to form a for-profit uh, partnership with the three people being the three owners in this partnership. All right, then they can run the organization and the profits that are made get split three ways or whatever they decide in the partnership agreement. Okay, in general, I don't, I don't encourage partnerships. They they are legally binding. They, you you need a, an attorney to set them up and make up the partnership agreement. And they're, they're just difficult legally, but they're mostly difficult emotionally. Because what if you're putting in, you know, 75% of the effort and the other two partners are only putting 25% of the effort in, but yet the partnership agreement says you split things evenly. That doesn't seem quite fair, does it? In a partnership, the other partners can uh, legally obligate you to debt that you might not want to have to taken on. You know, she might open a line of credit or a credit card and charge things and you can't stop her. I say that being in a business partnership is like being married, but you're not in love. You know, just like in a marriage, that other person in the marriage can uh, get debt and bring on ob legal obligations to you that you have to fulfill. It's that way with a business partnership. So I do not recommend business partnerships. 
It's also much more complex tax-wise. Again, you probably need a tax preparer to file a partnership tax return and figure out how you know everything is split. And uh, it's just a more complicated, but it's certainly something they could think about a three-way partnership for this homeschool business. Now, because it's a, a for-profit business, you run into some other problems, like it's not really a co-op then, because you can't have volunteers working in a for-profit business. You have to pay them if they work. The volunteers are not supposed to work for for-profits. Volunteers can volunteer at nonprofits. So, okay, that first option is probably, I mean, it's certainly possible, but a little unlikely to form a three-way partnership. Well, then I offered, well, maybe another idea would be this, uh, be a nonprofit, but have a, a whole a board of people unrelated to the three of them, unrelated, like not by marriage and not by family, and that board would hire these three to be the teachers, and maybe administrators and teachers. That's very common in larger nonprofits where uh, the board is all volunteer, and then they hire the staff. Churches are run that way. You know, where the boards are usually all the volunteers, they hire the staff to run the church. All right. So that's likely. It's it's not as common in homeschool groups. What I'm finding in homeschool groups is we're pretty small, you know, small in dollars and small in people. And so it seems like the people on the board are also the worker bees, <laughs> but they don't get paid. Okay. So it's called a, a working board. But you could set up a board that is not a working board, it's just the decision-making board, and these uh, three teachers become the paid staff, okay? That's, that's an option. The last option is perhaps grow your board to be much bigger than just the three of you. So have a board of seven people so that four of them are not paid at all, and then when a pay issue comes up, the the three people who are paid can leave the room and not be part of the discussion about what teachers get hired or what teachers get paid and then those four remaining board members can make the decision about are these the three teachers we want to hire and pay and they don't have to hire or pay them even if they were the three founders so realize that's the risk of being in a nonprofit is that even if you're the founder <laughs> the other board members can vote you off so that's kind of a risk, but they could definitely grow their board. That's kind of my third option. Uh, one var- variation on that third option of growing the board would be just, just one of the three teachers would s- would sit on the board instead of all three of them, just one of them. Okay, that's a possibility too. Okay, so to conclude, in general, I do not think it is a good practice for a nonprofit to have paid staff members who are also board members. Even if they're not paid for their board service, paid in any way creates a conflict of interest, Is could be self-dealing, and could result in even as much as inurement, which threatens your tax-exempt status. So I believe that nonprofit boards should not be paid in any capacity. If you have board members who are very hardworking, invite them to become your employees and, and work as staff for the organization, but not as board members then they might attend a board meeting but not have a vote and really not have too much of a say the the a nonprofit is supposed to be run by its board not by its staff the staff report to the board and tell the board here's what we're doing uh, and but the board has oversight that's how nonprofits work so I don't know what Jessica did maybe I should follow up and say whatever happened what did you pick I kind of hope she picked 
um, either option two or three, one which is to create an independent board and these three teachers be paid as, as staff, probably employees, or maybe she was going to pick option number three, which is grow your board. So it's almost the same as having an independent board. Grow your board, but these three stay on the board, or maybe just one of the three to be the teacher representative on the board. So, hey, dealing with nonprofit boards is can be a wonderful experience. I have been on, I think, a total of nine different nonprofit boards and find them very rewarding to be a part of. But I have never once considered uh, asking for payment for my service on the board. And let me tell you, sometimes I think I deserved payment, you know. I, I do the bookkeeping. I do the accounting for uh, two organizations right now I'm on the board of. But... I think you should not consider uh, these conflicts of interest. They are avoidable by having a larger board or um, hiring your staff, but not having them serve on the board. So if you have any questions about that, is my board uh, operating legally, correctly, ethically, morally, uh, you know, in accordance with state laws and with the IRS? Well, you can shoot me uh, an email and we can have a conversation about that, about how your board is set up. Or you might find some of uh, the blog posts over at homeschoolcpa.com helpful. Or maybe some of the resources. One I have is a webinar, and it's called Create a Nonprofit uh, for Your Homeschool Community. And it's a webinar. It runs over an hour, I think close to an hour and a half. I recorded a live webinar, and there were some just some excellent questions that came in. That's why I kind of ran a little longer than the hour I had planned. But in that webinar about Create a Nonprofit, for your homeschool community, I explain visually to you with slides, so it's a little easier than this podcast, visually what a board should look like and, and the relationships between the board and the paid staff or, or um, people that you pay. That might be of great help to you to watch. It's only $10. That's what I charge uh, to have access to the webinar and some other helpful resources on setting up your board. So let's do homeschooling right. Let's run our organizations well so that they stay healthy, so they can accomplish the purpose that you have, which is ultimately serving homeschool families. Thanks for all that you do for homeschooling. I'm sure you are never thanked enough. Thank you for joining the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with Carol Top here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more helpful information, visit Carol at her website, homeschoolcpa.com.